Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Catherine, welcome to the cave. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me in. Thank you uh, for joining me today. Talk about your career, the final season of Motherland Fort Salem. What a ride for you. Huh? The journey ended, but I'm sure you got other things in the works. Ah, oh, it's been such a wonderful experience. So, yes, it's a little sad to see it go, but the things that Motherland and the character of Petra brought to my life will will stay with me for years to come. So I'm very, very grateful. So, yeah, before we jump more into... Um, the show and everything and I was I was doing some research on you I, I love how you've you've done so many wonderful projects thank which you like like just if I even just mention a few which I will in a few, little bit uh like uh, I'm surprised you've done so much stuff and like how did you even mm-hmm. want to get to this industry growing up in Canada you don't hear a lot about I know like the Canada is like the whole new world now like acting there's like pretty much Vancouver you mentioned you're Vancouver that's like Hollywood for Canada yeah. like, um I came to it without having any you know knowledge of people in it already I you know I knew which shows that I like to watch as a kid but it never occurred to me that this was a possible career path Mm. and but I was always aware of the power of story my father's a a United Church minister and so I could see how when he would tell a story he would have the congregation spellbound to hear what he was going to say and I always thought that that sort of performing was really fascinating to me um and then the opportunities as a teenager came along for me to start modeling and doing some commercials. And then it kind of, you know, they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I was very blessed to have a number of, of teachers appear at the right point to sort of guide me in the next path to what was possible. And that's why I take teaching so seriously now, because it's, it's my obligation to pay it forward to others who are trying to find their way. Because there are so many people who think they know what this business is about and think they know what this career entails and use that as a way of telling people not to do it. And I think the, the impact of storytellers and in specific actors is so important that uh, I'm happy to be a guide for others to come into it as well. That's great because you know I've had other guests on where you know they get into the acting world and they're like you you have to grind 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 and so and so, a lot of people have told me like some people think they're gonna get in there right away and boom there's stars or everything's gonna go their way. Yeah, and I think I think there's a lot of myths that people base a career on, and I don't think that's mm-hmm. that's solid ground in any industry. So yeah. I think one of the things I'm a real advocate for is knowledge is power. And the more you understand about the business, the more you have agency to make strategic decisions for your specific career, as opposed to what everybody thinks the industry is and how it works and, and how difficult it is. I think it's difficult if you don't know. And I think a lot of people focus on how to be a good actor and how to, to bring up their Instagram totals, but they don't focus on how to understand the financing, how to understand distribution, how to understand who the audience is and that we're in service to them in terms of storytelling. So I think, I think there's a lot of people who make it more difficult than it need be because they don't focus on the total picture. They focus on what they think it is. You mentioned commercials. I saw the one of your first commercials with your brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I did a pizza commercial as a teenager with my brothers. Wow. How did that happen? Uh, we delivered a paper route and yeah. one of the ladies in the paper route worked for the ad agency. And so she was like, oh, hey, you guys would be great. And so we got invited to to be in this commercial. And it was 
it was wild because we'd never experienced anything like that in terms of the lights and the camera mm. and having makeup put on us and all this stuff. But it was a lot of fun and it definitely, definitely planted the bug for more with me for sure. You mentioned like, you know, you, you fell in love with like acting when you were young, when you were young, like what pushed you to the journey now? Like, was there like either like somebody you looked up to in the industry, shows, movies, mm -hmm. and like what pushed you to the next level? Um, oh, that's an interesting question. Um, definitely there were shows I love to watch. And, you know, I, I was coming up when, and again, it's sad the way it's unfolded now, but you know, the Cosby show was so important to me as a kid because it was one of the first times I'd seen people who I related to socially um, in terms of their lives reflected to me in the stories. And so I, I remembered how impactful it was to see, you know, Elisa Bonet, who I could relate to as someone I might've been going to high school with um, in a story that I could relate to, as opposed to the problem in some kind of episodic drama where there was, you know, just not a negative portrayal. And so I, um, I remember how impactful that was and wanting to be a part of telling more stories like that, where people felt mm -hmm. seen and, and, but again, still didn't have any, any real pathway in. It wasn't until a few years, you know, after that impact feeling um, and being invited to do this commercial from, from our paper customer that um, yeah. we, I sort of started to meet the people who said, here's the okay. next piece of information and so on. So you yeah. put the pieces together to get to the next level. Yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, so I mentioned earlier, you've done all these like wonderful shows that you've worked on. I want to ask you like, what's been like your favorite project other than motherland? Cause I know you have, I feel like you're going to say that. What's, <laughs> cause like, cause I saw like, I was like, when I was doing the research, like, like 21 jump street, X-Files, dark angel, like start good doctor. It's like, there's a list. Your list is like this big. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, once upon a time was a huge favorite of mine. Um, because it, uh, it was one of the first times I got to be in something really fantastical. A lot of my work to that point was set in in current times and current clothes. And for that, I got to be the fairy godmother and put on a ball gown and, and a big wig and a crown. And it was just fantastic. So that was a lot of fun. And, and I really loved the the idea of repurposing the canon of fairy tales and, and reimagining them. And so I love being a part of that. Um, obviously, Motherland. Um, I did a couple comedy shows up here. Um, in Canada for the Comedy Network. And those were a lot of fun because we got to be silly and have a lot of, you know, ridiculous um, scenarios. And those were Rock Point PD and, and the Unprofessionals. They were just a real fun time. Um, but also getting to work with, you know, just real legends in this business. You know, um, I got to work with Mia Farrow and I got to work with uh, uh, Jodie Foster. And, uh, you know, just some real people who I've looked up to both as an audience member, as well as as an actor and to get to, to share screen and time with them has been really meaningful. And that's not always the stuff that shows up in the edit, but it's definitely yeah. what makes the experience so meaningful. Is there somebody that you kind of hope for someday you could work with, like somebody on that bucket list? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to work with Lawrence, Fish Lawrence Fishburne. I'd love to work yeah. with uh, Jennifer Lewis. I'd love to work with Viola Davis. I'd love to work with... Um, uh john lithgow would be oh, i'd love to work with Janny. i'd love to work like there's just there's like, tons yeah. there's so many that's just how off the top of my head. how excited do you get when you audition for something and next, next you find out there's somebody that you want to work with is in it like do you oh. do you get nervous or how does that make you feel 
sure. Yeah, you get excited because you'd love to yeah. collaborate with them. I think yeah. I, I think there's always sort of a, a nervous energy about something that you're you're pouring your heart and your talent into and wanting mm. a return on. But I think I think definitely it's heightened if there's someone that you'd love to collaborate with collaborate with who's part right. of that project. So That's for it. sure. You mentioned you've worked on a few comedies too. Like, what do you enjoy more now? Like the comedy or like the serious role, like Motherland? Well, lately, anything that I've had a more comedic turn in tends to be yeah. more of a kid or family vibe. So those yeah. are lots of fun because I think mm. just, you know, the idea of, of families gathering to have some joy and laughing is fun. And I, I love that. But but when I get to play a villain, that's kind of fun, too, where yeah. where you just don't necessarily know what I'm up to. And those yeah. those are fun roles, too. So I like the variety. I mean, mm. you, you, they say, ask what your favorite job is and they all and, the answer is yeah. the stock answer is the next one. So, right. So, what do you think? Maybe a sitcom someday, family sitcom you want to be, awesome. be part of? I would love that because a three camera shoot, we don't do a lot of here in Vancouver. And so, that would yeah. be a different way of working. And so, I'd love to get to experience that at some point. So, yeah, let's jump into uh, Motherland Fort Salem. Like, uh, well, how was it filming the final season? When you heard the news was going to be the final season through, like, what went through your mind? A disappointment for sure, but then that quickly shifted to gratitude because I have so many friends and colleagues who've worked on shows that, that you, they don't know if it's coming back and then it just disappears and there's no way to write a resolution or to say thank you and goodbye to the fans who support you along the way. So um, yeah, I was disappointed it wasn't going to continue, but I was really grateful that we got the heads up so that the writers could craft an ending to it and and that makes me hopeful that it will live on in streaming and people will still find this world and these characters for years to come because it goes somewhere. It doesn't just dead end and not have any kind of payoff. So I'm, I was really grateful that we got that opportunity. Now, how about, how, how did you, what went through your mind like filming the last season? Um, Initially it was like, I wonder what's going to happen. Cause we, okay. they, you know, in previous seasons, we kind of got a sense of what the arc for the whole season was going to be. And we were underway um, a bit before some of those story meetings were able to happen. So yeah. so each new episode, you were like, what's going to, oh my gosh, what's happening now? So we were sort of along for that ride. And then once we were into sort of episode six, seven, eight, you know, when we're drawing to a close, you became aware of it being sort of the last time with certain characters and, you know, the last time in certain locations. And that kind of made it bittersweet. You were sort of aware of it sort of drawing to a, to a conclusion. But, um, but I think, again, having that awareness, being able to be present in those moments made them even more special because you got to to be mindful that that was something you were really grateful for happening. So three seasons, Petra, what drew you to this role now? Oh my gosh, she's a badass. She's a total, you know, she had, yeah. I, I loved this world that has on screen, especially in seasons one and two, you'd have episodes where you'd have every age demographic of, of womanhood depicted on screen and interacting in meaningful ways with each other. You know, the biddies in the first two seasons were the protective force for, for general Alder. And, and, you know, there were a number of women who I regularly compete for roles with who were all invited to come play on the show. And so to get to collaborate with them as opposed to compete with them was such a joyful thing. And, and then just that we got to have fight scenes and, and, right. you know, power. And we were the, you know, with these badass uniforms and it just, there was so much about, dipping into this world that was just so awesome and so different from so many of the other things I've had a chance to play. Do you think this, uh, did this character teach you anything throughout the seasons? Oh, absolutely. What I love 
a lot about the writing is that she wasn't kept static as new information and circumstances changed. She was able to evolve and grow and, and incorporate that knowledge without losing uh, the, the things that brought her to that point. So often when you sort of are enlightened and get new information, you, it comes at a cost where you can't take some of those other things that were your attributes forward with you, but she stayed strong and savvy and a great leader. And, and she, and, and, you know, became more aware of, of the powers of her daughter and the powers yeah. of, of, you know, collaboration as opposed to dictation. And it was, it was really cool to see that she was allowed to evolve while still staying very true to, to herself. So throughout like the three seasons, like working with like the producers, the writers, directors, did you like have any input on the character? Like how do you want to play certain scenes or if you wanted to change something for, on them? We would have input with each director um, right. as we were filming. Like I didn't yeah. have input into sort of the overall story arc, uh, right. which was fine because I love where they were envisioning her going. And it was much yeah. more than I had thought when I first got the job. So I was delighted by how they evolved her. Um, but with each director, because different directors shoot different episodes, a lot of the responsibilities sort of for keeping in mind where where your character's been and where they were going and sort of what your understanding was to help to collaborate with the director who might be in for one or two episodes, it became really important. And they picked such amazing directors for all three seasons that we were able to have those conversations and, and, you know, say, you know, we did a handshake like this last season. Could we echo that? Because the fans will remember that this was a meaningful moment and things like that where they'd be like, oh yeah, that'll really elevate the scene. And so it was just a beautiful collaboration because we were able to bring what we sort of had experienced in the character forward and, and incorporate with that, with their new take on telling the story for their episodes. What do you think you're gonna miss the most about this character? Oh gosh, the people. Yeah. The people and the behind the scenes shenanigans, we had a lot of laughs. I mean, they've started to release the uh, blooper reels from oh, really? the Yeah. And you can see how, I mean, it's one thing everyone says, oh, we all got along so well, but you can see in these blooper reels how quick we are to laugh and joke and tease each other. And, and it was it was just really meaningful to have that, that growth, especially since our three leads were so young when they started and right. to see them mature and grow into these amazing women that like, I'll just, I'll miss being a regular witness to that as well as as the the as the character because again we got to do some cool stuff right like we see yeah. a character go like through a journey a journey like the first few seasons like what do you think is like um the best seasons for your character do you feel or your favorite season well, i guess you know, it's funny. I have favorite episodes for okay. each season. So in season one, my favorite episode is number five because that's I have a really huge fight scene. And my favorite season episode in season two is the first one where I have, you know, this emotional confrontation with General Alder. And then my favorite episode in season three, I think, is uh, episode eight, where this guy who has been been messing with me for a while I get to finally give him his comeuppance and so you know there's elements and fun things that my character gets to do that make those shooting those specific episodes really memorable for me so yeah there's but I think overall the, the each season is such a different experience like the first one was kind of you know like a, a, a roller coaster and the second one was like being shot out of a cannon and the third one's like being fired in so like they all level up on each other, but they're all quite the intense ride in their own right. You mentioned the fights and everything, like how much were you involved with that? Was there more like stunt work also? 
Um, I, we definitely had an amazing team of stunt professionals who would, yeah. who would do some of the more tricky or dangerous stuff, but they also gave us um, fight training and, uh, and conditioning. So we would go um, and get put through so that the moves became more naturalized to us. And so that for the things that had to be shot in close up, that we were comfortable with, with how those things would flow and, and move. So I was really grateful that we got to have a little conditioning to yeah. make us able to sell it a little better. Yeah. Now, uh, Ashley Nicole Williams plays your daughter on the show. Like yes. how, like that, that des describe that, like that relationship and how did throughout the years, did you like, cause you had some intense scenes with her. Yeah. Um, I remember meeting her the very first time I ever met her. I was walking through the production office and there was this tall, gangly, beautiful gal sitting at a table reading a script. And, and I was walking around trying to sort of find a specific office. And she looked up from the table and she went, Hey, you must be my mom. And she hopped up from her chair and came <laughs> over and we just, and, and so that was how, like our first encounter. And then just being able to, to work together and run lines and, and share those moments that, uh, you know, a lot of this, a lot of season three is me telling her I'm proud of her and, and how impressed I am by her. And, and it wasn't hard to find those words and give them real meaning because I've watched Ashley really grow into an amazing young woman and it's been fun to be have that parallel interaction with her along with the uh, abigail and petra di dynamic well you mentioned earlier how you know you, you know you like coach train did you give her any advice since she was young and new to the industry and i definitely didn't like seek to teach her stuff but right. i definitely wanted her to know i was there for her and there'd be times uh -huh. she would come to me to to ask me about specific things or get feedback on specific things but i really mm -hmm. wanted to respect all three of the younger actors um, uh, with their own sense of agency. They got these jobs, so they know what yeah. they're doing. And I'm here as a resource if they have questions, but yeah. I'm not here to tell them how to do their job. And so we all found a really nice level to work together and to collaborate that way. And, and, and I, to their credit, they all definitely had questions and wanted to seek from some of us who are a little older, you know, advice on things both within the scenes as well as within just the business right. itself. And so I really respected that they they were proactive in their own learning and evolving um, and took advantage of some of us who had who'd been at it a little longer. Right, that's awesome. Is there anybody from the cast that you kind of wish you had more scenes with or opportunity to have more scenes with? Um, well, my little sister, Dimitri McKinney, who plays Anacostia, like we, we every day that we worked together was just jokes all day long and, and mm. we would compete to try and finish the day early and make the crew happy and and so we had a lot of a lot of really good times lynn renee is just such a beautiful soul and a wonderful human that you know i would work with her again anytime anywhere um emily leclerc who played isadora you know we you know we all it was all there, it's so hard because there aren't favorites. Like, you know, you'd look at the call sheet to see who you were working with. And you'd be like, Oh, cool. Today I get to work with them. Like it was always um, such a, such a fun variety of experiences because right. they all brought their own sort of special magic to the, to the show. What's been the feedback like from fans? Cause this got a, if you go like on groups, Facebook groups, Reddit, that the show had a huge following. Yeah, we have so our our fans refer to themselves as the switches, and they are the most loving and uh, proactive group of fans I've ever been aware of in terms of how they are actively trying to lobby to save the show yeah, and they yeah. build the following, and they are amplifying storylines and the diversity that we're trying to create and the and the representation that we've been trying to foster. and And I just I'm so grateful that it resonated with them and that yeah. they've formed community around it. And I love the fact that they have 
found what was meaningful in the show for them and and held that up and and found each other in that like i've i've been invited to a few gatherings online uh in within the the fan community and just that they all have these friendships and bonds that they've fostered because they've come together through our yeah. story has been really impactful and meaningful i i read the other night that they want people they want to see cast members at comic cons would you ever do that oh i'd love to i'd love to yeah. i got through once upon a time, I got invited to to one in London, and it was a life changing experience. It's it's yeah. it's one thing to sort of put your work out there; it's another thing to hear directly from people for whom it's it's meant something. And so, I would I would love to go to to more conventions. That's great. Now, what's next for you now? Any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you're working on or coming out? Under NDAs, I'm I'm lucky that I've had three projects already since the end of filming. Um, motherland in april so i've been i've been able to keep busy but all of them are so super secret that i'm not really allowed to talk about them but uh, but there is more so as soon as, as soon as things gets announced I'll be, I'll be putting it on my socials so that uh, so that people can find them but i've i've been very grateful that because uh, that's one of the things that when something comes to an end you're like what's gonna happen right. next i'm not petra anymore will anybody want want me to come play and, and I've been really well well uh, embraced by these next couple of projects so I'm, I'm really grateful that that's already underway okay that's great you mentioned socials let's end the interview by how can the listeners of viewers find you on there to keep up with you oh you can find me at the cat lh so uh cat is what everyone calls me short for Catherine and then lh is law Hequist. so the cat lh on instagram and twitter um and Catherine law Hequist on facebook Hey, uh, Catherine, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes today. This was a great chat. Hi, Elias. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoy spending time with you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.